The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The wonderful Football Wednesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. And over the course of the next 60 minutes, we're going to bring you all the line movement coming up for Week 14 in the NFL, including more movements on the Jets and the Texans coming up on Sunday in the Jersey Meadowlands. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports will stop by in 20 minutes, giving us his thoughts. Week 14 in the National Football League. Power Hour, final hour, 60 minutes from now. A conversation with Rick Camp from 4 for 4, giving us all his NBA bets for tonight. All of our NBA bets for tonight on a loaded slate in the association. And bets of steel in the National Hockey League. But we've got some breaking news here in the world of Major League Baseball. Uh, Jim Bowden from SiriusXM and CBS Sports HQ. My old co-worker, like one of the nicest guys, by the way, like on the planet, Jim Bowden, former Cincinnati Reds general manager, reporting on Twitter that the Juan Soto deal is basically finished and is going to be announced at some point soon here. Juan Soto and then someone named Grisham. Is that like Trent Grisham? John Grisham? Yeah. Does it matter? Trent yeah, Grisham? Trent, you know, John's son. Right. Yeah, John, John Grisham. Uh, the, is he the Pelican brief? Whatever. And anyway, anyway yeah. it's Juan Soto going firm, to the Yankees for... Clients. For, uh, Time to kill. For Michael King. For M- Michael King, the Don's son. Uh, Johnny yeah. Brito, Thorpe, who I assume is like Jim's grandson. Kyle Higashioka, yeah. and then Vasquez, who I'm guessing is not Javier, like a Yankee prospect, whatever. Anyway, the point is Juan Soto is going to be a New York Yankee, joining Alex Verdugo and Aaron Judge in a remade outfield. Also reports that like Yamamoto and the Mets are picking up steam here. So the hot stove 
He no. Wow. Uh, Jake, Jake the Snake of Sun is our uh, intrepid engineer on the show and also stud baseball handicapper, follows baseball year-round. Uh, Jake, give us some thoughts here now that it looks like it's not officially official yet, but it looks like Juan Soto, Jake, will in fact be a New York Yankee. Thoughts here on what the Yankees have done and like what's happening right now in the hot stove season, winter meetings in baseball. I kind of think this is highway robbery for the Yankees. Like, I think they nailed this. Like, I think this is a slam dunk for them. Like, you gave up Thorpe, who's your fifth overall prospect in your system. He's only a double A. You weren't going to see him for two to three more years anyway. And if you think you have this championship window with the current core that you have, now you had Soto. Like, yeah, okay, great. See you later. Vasquez is your 13th prospect. He was decent and a little bit of major league action this past year. I think that's fine. I think San Diego could have done way better than the next best guy being your 13th overall prospect. Higashioka is just like, ugh, like, okay, great. Yeah. Take this guy off our hands. And then he probably gets DF eight immediately. Great. King is good, but last year was his first time starting. I think San Diego adds something to their rotation, but I think this is far and away a slam dunk for the Yankees. Like Soto and Judge are going to be so awesome together. And then Trent Grisham is going to be an awesome fourth outfielder. There's not going to be a single ball in that outfield that touches grass from the seventh inning and later. And because, you know, also when Judge misses 50 games and Stanton misses 100, he's Why are you going to do that? First start. Like, wh- it's wh- true. Wh- I mean, that's true. Come on. It's true. Because you're too well, happy. Is, true. Like, you're, too, you're too happy no, listen, right like, now. I'm trying like to even you out. Listen, yeah. listen, like Stan, Stanton's going to miss a lot. Apparently, like, by the way, the thing with Stanton now is he's apparently going to come to spring training leaner and meaner. Oh, we'll see. Best shape of his best life. We'll see. Yeah. That hashtag best shape of his life. The Yankees, Jake, are uh, the third choice in the betting market right now to win the World Series. They always are. and They were last year and won 82 games. Yankees plus 900 to win the World Series, plus 450 to win the American League. Like, not in, like, should we bet this? Like, obviously, like, the offseason's not even close to over. More moves can be made. But d- does that sound right to you? Or is this, like, an overreaction? It's like the Yankee brand that always has them at the top of the market. No, I think it's right, and I think it's going to come down even more, to be honest with you, but you couldn't pay me your money to bet that. Like, I wouldn't touch this with a 20-foot pole at this price. Great, the Yankees are going to have an awesome lineup, but I'm still going to have a ton of concerns with them. Judge is going to miss time. I'm sorry, Nick, I love you, but he's going to miss time. Stan, if you get if you get 60 games out of him, great, that's a win. Also, King was going to be your second starter. Like, what do you do now? Garrett Cole's awesome. He's the reigning Cy Young winner. That's great. Carlos Rodon is also always hurt. He missed the entire year, basically. Almost didn't throw a pitch. And you're going to tell me that guy's going to give you 30 starts? Yeah, well, okay. Well, well Jake, and then, to be fair, Rod- Rodon did come back just in time to like get shelled in every start and like lecture yep. Yankee fans on how they shouldn't boo him. To be fair yep, to Carlos yep. Rodon. Right, and, and you know what? He's earned that. that Good for him. So, you know, King was your second starter, basically. He was your second best starter all year last year. So, my question with the Yankees is, what is the rotation behind Garrett Cole now? Nestor Cortez fell off hard last year. Carlos Rodon was hurt and bad. Clark Schmidt is just bad in general. So, they have to sign Yamamoto here for me to even be kind of interested in the Yankees for any kind of postseason accolades. Right now, I still think they have work to do. You took out one of your best starters, and now what? That's my question there. Great. You're going to score a million runs. How are you preventing a million and one? Yeah. Well, I guess, well, you, you just said, like, no wow. ball's going to touch grass from the seventh inning on. Maybe, maybe that's how you do it. And look, like, I'm, I'm an optimistic yeah. Yankee fan right now. Feels like we haven't beaten down the Padres this badly since the 1998 World Series. 
Glory yeah. days for a Yankee <laughs> fan. Glory days. That's all Dude, we've got Kevin right Brown. now. Uh, so listen, I'm a, yeah, and Bruce Bochy. What the hell's that yeah. big-headed moron ever won, Bruce Bochy? And then, Kev, then Kevin Brown uh, gave, <laughs> just gave to the Yankees and then took away. <laughs> I remember, like, I was actually worried, like, am I going to get in trouble for this? I said on Fordham Radio, Kevin Brown, like, remember, like, he punched he punched the wall after yeah. a bad start with the Yankees and broke his hand? I said he should have slammed his head into the wall instead. And I said it, and I was like, was that bad? Should I not have said that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I meant too it. much because I no because I have yeah. to tell you I I really meant it. Uh, so there's Jake's thought on Juan Soto, uh, and like the deal is not officially official yet. But listen, everyone all day has been saying it's really close. Jim Bowden's really plugged in. I used to work with him. Um, I feel like this is I think it's going to happen, and Juan Soto will be a New York Yankee, and then I I guess like Yamamoto will be the next the next domino to fall. Maybe it's Otani, but it feels like those are the two major ones from here. Just as uh, a Yankee fan and also um, someone who loves all things Japan, can can we just like Otani's not coming to the Yankees because they want to deal with it? And honestly, like who can blame him? I guess can I mean, it ain't my money. Go get him, Hal. Do you do yeah. your dad proud? Let let let's go here, please, please. Hello, Moto. Uh, John Morosi. Yeah. Yeah, or Yamasoto. Um, yeah. John Morosi reporting that the Soto trade agreement is being finalized. So, like, this deal is going to be done. Juan Soto, New York. Hell yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. I'm excited. Well, my, my basketball team lost by a thousand last night. So, give me something to be excited about. Also, my football team's a six and a half point dog on Sunday to a six and six, on Monday to a, to a six and six team. All right. Let's get to the rest of the line movement now. Week 14 in the NFL, including the, uh, the previously teased. Second move today in the Jets Texans game. Uh, why don't we do the? Move. Oh, that you know it's better than a first. Oh, move. oh, second move. Uh, mm. Guys, I, why don't we just do the whole the whole piece of imaging yeah. again? We got that locked oh, and loaded, yeah. guys. As 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 we hit you again with it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Ah, uh, it's different when you play it for the second time. Ah, uh, Ken, what's happened here in the Jets Texans game with uh, Zach Wilson? Back hashtag in the saddle for gangrene. Well, the rare, the, the rare second move has taken place. Oh no, that's, oh, no not the second move. Uh, so there was a uh, there was an interest in the Jets already. So this there's basically been interest in the Jets the whole week. Open six, Houston six six and a half on the road. Then it's like five five and a half. Then Zach Wilson is confirmed as the starter. Then it's like four four and a half. We were even talking to Baldy about it. I was like, can you believe it's down to four? Like, do you think he matters? And he's like, yeah, I think the Jets are going to win the game. Oh, okay. I wonder if anybody in the betting market shares that opinion. Uh, Circa, which is a like a prominent domestic sports book in Las in uh, Las Vegas uh, and in other states, but like their headquarters in Vegas, known to take sharp action. Uh, frequently, they are a book that will move their point spread, and that will cause other books to move. Also, um, market maker would be another way to put that. Uh, they clearly took a either a large bet or a significant people had significant interest in the Jets there, and they actually for about ten minutes. Went all the way down to Houston minus three was actually where they went. Just, for people who don't know, it was like a very, very, very significant move to go like onto the most key number. Now, when that happened, 
So there are two things that are really interesting when that happens, when like you have sort of a, a book that's different from all the other ones uh, and they, they move and everyone else is still like four, four and a half. So usually what happens is all the other books that immediately go to three and a half or three, that happened. Uh, so basically every book on the board is three and a half. And then the next question is, okay, like is someone just going to go immediately bet that Houston minus three and bet it back up again? And that happened also. So we've kind of settled at an even lesser price uh, than we were before. The consensus price in this game right now is definitely Texans minus three and a half. Um, I know this is four on our screen. MGM might still be four. It's three and a half, like literally almost in every single book. Uh, the total, despite all of this happening today, the total is still the same. It's 33. This is going to be a terrible game. But uh, all the way down to three and a half and even touched three for a little bit. So we saw some resistance on Houston at that number. But worth noting, like directionally, like we just we keep moving, keep moving in the same direction and it's toward the Jets and Zach Wilson. And uh, and we even hit three very briefly about 15 minutes ago. Do you think we need like a Hoobastang drop, like the song "Same Direction"? Going like when lines like moving one way. Same direction. And I I'm don't not know sure which team to bet. <laughs> I gotta tell you, like now, the reason I actually think is maybe the worst song ever recorded. I was just about. I was really hoping you were not about to hype up this. Yeah, like if it played right now, I'd immediately I'd leave the show to go turn it off wherever it was playing in the house. I would just leave, even I'd if the like, show was on the air. I would just leave. I'd like to know, like, who, who, I've never met anyone that thinks that song, I'm not a perfect person. It's a terrible, <laughs> but, and like, everyone thinks of that song with, I don't think anyone thinks about Hoopastank, period. But if they do, they think no. about that song. Whereas Same Direction is actually like a banger, right? Right. What's their, uh, what was their first single? Uh, crawling, crawling in the, in the dark. dark. Looking yeah, for that song's pretty the good answers. Too. Right. That's a, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a pretty good song, too. Yeah. Well, it's got some, you gotta kind of nod your head to that still if that came on the radio. Yeah, uh, the reason is like absolute garbage. It's like total trash. And I don't even mind Hoobastank. Like Hoobastank has some okay songs. That one's just not, that's not good. I have one other like song take here and then we can talk more about the Texans Jets game. So sometimes when I when I go work out, humble break. Is it a break? It's a regular break. Whatever. Uh, I listen to like, I listen well, to, like 90s time. rock. Yeah. Well, clearly you're talking about listen it. To, yeah. Listen to 90s rock recently. Um, I was never a big Alice in Chains guy. The song Rooster is really, yeah. really, and it just like hit me when I was like, wow, like this song's like really good. I probably heard it. I know like every words of the song. I've heard it a thousand times and never did it hit me like, wow, like this song's great. It's like really, we're really fantastic. Gonna die. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you have you, know you have we uh, ain't gonna die. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? This is 40. You probably haven't seen that movie. It's Paul Rudd no. movie. It's like a Judd Apatow. It's about my life. It's well. It's I actually. I don't. I think. I don't think it was well reviewed. I don't think any. But I think it did not make very much money. It's on like TNT. It's on in the rotation sometimes on some of these channels. There are actually a lot of parts of it that I think are really are either funny or like just like it's a good movie. There's Paul Rudd's like wow, he's like our age in the movie, and his wife and kids are all listening to like a Nicki Minaj song. Like just like they're like dancing around the room, like having a really good time. It's not, not, it's not like Anaconda or something. It's a much more a less profane Nicki Minaj song. And he's like, "Oh, you guys want to hear music? You guys want to hear like a real song?" And he changes it to Rooster, <laughs> and, and just starts like instead of dancing, he just starts like swaying back and forth to it. As and they all just look at him, just like, "What? What is wrong with you? Like, what? Are you, like, what are you talking about?" No, there's your song. What's right happening there. to him? His eyes burned <laughs> with sting and sweat. But a, a great, great song, man. Anyway, uh, if this hits Texans 3, 
Yeah, I'm gonna bet the Texans. Oh, yeah. I mean, really? Like Texans 3 Zach against Wilson's Zach Wilson? Gonna I'll make that die. bet. <laughs> oh, no. Zach Wilson gonna die. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really? Tech 3 against Zach Wilson? Like, I understand. Like, great. He's better than Tim Boyle. Okay. Oh, okay. Still All bad. All these are gonna win. I mean, like, to be fair, I think he did, like, at one point he was like, my analysis is This stupid. is a really stupid Like, he did thing. say that. <laughs> like, to be fair, like, he did say that. Like, he uh, basically he stole said, my bit. He liked the Packers, you know? Bad guy. Give Baldy, give Baldy a little benefit of the doubt here. Baldy's been calling his shot a little bit, calling some games. Ba pretty Baldy's, good. Baldy's the, Baldy's the best. There's no question about it. And he likes the Jets. It. He yeah. does like the Jets. And at six, I was also interested in the Jets. At three, maybe not so much. I don't think I met my buy on Houston. I thought about it. What do you need? Two and a half. Two and a half. Well, I, I, I'm not sure we'll get there for you. We got to three. Like, it, it's only Wednesday. Nothing's even, like, they announced Zach Wilson. It's like, it, it didn't happen five minutes ago. We've had the whole day. Maybe yeah. there's enough interest. Maybe you'll be the man in the box. I was going to make that joke later, but we did like a, like a TJ Watt. Like maybe. Knee-tank-tail. <laughs> uh, Eric Eager will join us on the other side. Bets for week 14 in the NFL. More line movement coming up later this hour. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. What that did, if anything, to the betting market and the Vikings and the Raiders and some of the weather games coming up on Sunday in the National Football League. Power Hour Final Hour coming up 40 minutes from now. We'll give you all our bets for tonight and we'll talk NBA with our good friend Rick Camp from 4 for 4. But right now, joining us on the show, as he does in the spot every Wednesday, and we love having him, is our pal Eric Eager, who does an awesome job covering the National Football League for our friends at Sumer Sports. One of my favorite follows on Twitter as well. If you're an NFL fan, like you need to be following Eric on Twitter. Great historical references snarky comments for the hashtag morons which I appreciate Eric does an awesome job covering the NFL on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore and check out the Sumer Sports football show with Eric and former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov who of course is a Tim Scanlon client double E welcome back to the show it's Nick and Ken happy week 14 my friend to you and yours I can't believe it's week 14 I say that every week but uh, I'm excited this is uh this is a better slate than last week Eric I uh I was going to say, like, I'll extend you like an olive branch, but like you were awesome when you came on the show. I think it was last week and said that you would listen to us talk about like EPA and analytics. And this was in regards to like the MVP conversation in the NFL and just like evaluating teams and stuff. And I think we came to like a really, really good compromise about just like, look, like analytics are really helpful. They're really great. But like the awards tend to go to the, the, the guys who win. And that's OK. And it's OK that that happens. And the olive branch I kind of want to extend is like, this is usually this conversation has almost entirely revolved around the Bills this year, who from like a metric standpoint, especially on offensively, just look absolutely insane. Yet they don't win a lot of games. And you'll be maybe happy to know that Nick and I talked a lot in the first hour of the show about 
evaluating the Bills at this exact moment as like a potential buy team with the way the playoff standings look, their potential to get in and maybe do some damage and a very long price. And maybe that starts with beating Kansas City this weekend as well. So if you have a thought on the Chiefs-Bills game, you know, it's basically pick the winner of the game. Awesome. Also like out there by and maybe getting a little healthier. How are you evaluating the Bills the rest of the season, including this week? Yeah, I mean, at plus three, it was it made a lot of sense to back Buffalo um, because the Chiefs have had difficulties winning and like and and extending right and and so if you're not even getting you know if you're not getting close to pick that I Buffalo is the only side now that you've seen a lot of Buffalo money and the number kind of traveling towards a pick'em now you're kind of in that that funny oh Patrick Mahomes just to win the game territory that everybody talks about of course blew up in everybody's face against Philly. Um, but for the most part, it's been a good bet. Uh, I I think about this this way, guys. Like last year, the Bills went to Kansas City and were favored in that game, won and covered the number. And you fast forward now. I know the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, and the Bills have dealt with a lot of injuries. But like the Bills have passed Kansas City offensively uh, in the standings and and metrics wise. Um, and defensively, the Chiefs are much better, and the Bills have gotten uh, have gotten worse. But defense doesn't really move the needle a ton in the markets as much as people think. How is this flipped completely over by three or four points? Now, they're not valuable three or four points uh, because they don't go through three, but I, I'm, I'm perplexed by this number relative to last year because other than the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, which, of course, flags fly forever, I'm not sure that the, that the move is warranted, and I'm glad that the markets have bet the bills down to, uh, you know, one and a half, two, because I do think that that's probably more fair. All right, yeah, so Chiefs in Buffalo on Sunday in Arrowhead. Kansas City, a one-and-a-half-point favorite on that game, as Eric just told you right now. At BetMGM, the total in the game is 48-and-a-half. Eric, are you are you of the mind that Buffalo may be on the precipice here of making like a big run? And this does not have to be like a Josh Allen MVP conversation, but that Buffalo looming to you is a dangerous team in the AFC? Like, if they get in, Ken and I were saying at the beginning of the show, like, you know, like they're— why can't the Bills get to the AFC Championship game, get to the Super Bowl, maybe lose to the Niners if they get there, but why can't they at least get there? Do you feel like we could be on the cusp here of a major, major Buffalo run? I, I do. I think that the hard part is, you know, your listeners are quite – I read that article about the show, by the way, really cool. Uh, the description, I think it's apt. Uh, your listeners are very smart. A lot of them probably already have Buffalo exposure. And so I it, – it, I don't necessarily like like the whole like hey buy Buffalo because they probably have bought Buffalo already and are sitting on some bad tickets, but like, uh, but I do think so. And you look at like past Super Bowl winners, the Rams had a late buy, uh, the Buccaneers had a late buy, the Chiefs in 2019 had a late buy, and of course like, they just had a, a Week 13 buy, which um, you know that coupled with a little bit of luck could get them in the playoffs. And then by that time, you know, a team that really needed a break, uh, I, I think we'll get one here and. Uh, you know, starting this week with Kansas City, I, I think now that the number is beneath a field goal, the way to bet the Chiefs this week is actually to go into those markets and take Buffalo, uh, you know, 35 or so to one, you know, 40 to one, depending upon where you go, um, and, and Josh Allen to win the MVP. I think that those are the better way to bet Buffalo this week. I mean, we're just... We're all just going to be in on this now, aren't we? <laughs> we're all just every, we're all going to be in. Just going to be really interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'm an Allen to win MVP, but like if they win every single game, then yeah, okay, 
like recency bias too down the stretch okay we'll talk about it tomorrow we do mvp which is now getting like really really interesting uh eric the other like really big game so that's kind of your thought on on bill's chiefs agree with the move down on buffalo kind of creating almost a coin flip situation in that game what about eagles and cowboys you know we talked about niners eagles last week like kind of the uh the interesting aspect of that betting market where like fans would be surprised philly was a dog but betters or you know like analysts kind of like you would be like or both would be like oh like actually the niners are much better like that's a deserved favorite do you think dallas is like a deserved three three and a half favorite in this game with philly obviously at the end of like a very brutal part of their schedule yeah, I mean, this is it's the same thing Philly had to deal with last week, too, where you have extra rest off of a Thursday night for Dallas. Um, you have a lot of it. Like, now, the one thing that I talked about in you guys' show last week, which I think came to fruition, is Philly is so weak at linebacker and, to a lesser extent, safety. And the Niners, that's just the, that's the area of the field that they, they ruthlessly go after. I don't think the Cowboys are that good in that realm, although CeeDee Lamb has done really well since moving into the slot. And sometimes those players get in conflict with linebackers and safeties. That to me, that's the only difference. I do. I make this game two and a half. I made last week one and a half, but then I said I'm not going to take Philly because of this mismatch. I don't know if that mismatch exists in this game. So uh, if Jalen Hurts is healthy, and that's really like the kind of thing that, that you have to look for, I do think Philly plus three and a half is a good play um, for the reason that you know Dallas is very good. But from a matchup standpoint, they don't really have the matchup advantage the same way that San Francisco does. You better, you better hear a Nick and Ken. It's a wonderful football Wednesday. We're having a wonderful football conversation with our good friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Eric does a great job on Twitter and for Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. My friend, curious your thoughts on the line move today in the Jets-Texans game where uh, meet the new starter, same as the old starter. Zach Wilson back under center for the Jets, and the Jets got bet. Um, it's three and a half at some places right now. At BetMGM, it's still Houston minus four, but there are three and a halfs on the board. Um, are you bullish in the Jets now with Zach Wilson back as the quarterback? Is this a buy point for you on C.J. Stroud and the Texans? What do you have for us here with Houston and the Jets? If anything, I'm, I'm going to lay it with Houston at this point. Um, you know, I I was a donkey and thought that Tim Boyle would be an upgrade over Wilson because I didn't think it could get any worse, and it got worse. Um, be that as it may, I don't think that Zach Wilson makes it better if that makes – like, the Jets have only one way to go, and that's down, I guess. So to see them move up in the markets, to me, is, is a red flag. And, you know, Houston's hung on. Uh, they hung on last week, probably got lucky to get the turnovers and stuff. But one thing that's unmistakable and, and will ruin this game for the Jets is how good Will Anderson is playing. Eight pressures, two sacks, uh, I think two tackles for loss as well. Like, who on the Jets is going to block him? And, uh, and and Zach Wilson under pressure, I, I don't think he's the worst quarterback in football. So uh, the weather might make it a little bit closer to the vest as far as can the Jets stop, stop Houston. Um, but much like last week, when you needed the Jets to cover uh, and they can't score touchdowns, uh, it, it's just really hard. So... Um, I, I, I'm, it's Houston or nothing. I'm not hugely big on Houston, but that's the only side. And I do make it more than three and a half. Eric, curious, uh, we had some other quarterback news. We haven't even gotten a chance to talk about this yet because we've been doing Zach Wilson and, and kind of like a lot of the other big games and, and the weather games and some of this line movement. Josh Dobbs was was announced that he's going to keep starting for the Minnesota Vikings at least this week as they head to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, uh, we, we expect him to play in this game too. So kind of like a new look Vikings, you know, different quarterback and the receiver coming back, the all-pro receiver Jefferson. They're out to a three-point road favorite 
against Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders, the total 40 and a half. Uh, are, market a little bullish on the Vikings without that injury news and the Dobbs announcement. Are you bullish on them? Still think this is a team that, that might get a wild card spot at the end of the year? Yeah, they might get a wild card spot. I think it's going to be harder now that that Green Bay is a legitimately good team and, and uh, you know, the Rams look like they have stayed healthy, which I know is the one big question mark as to whether or not they could be competitive this year. Uh, they're, they're healthier than they've been at the start of the year. Uh, this game, though, plus, like, if you would have told us what week one when Josh Dobbs is starting for a team that was a, a touchdown underdog to the Washington Commanders, uh that he would be a three-point road favorite at some point in the season. Like, I think we all would have backed the truck up and taken the opposite side of that, no questions asked. And I kind of think that that's, you know, you know the, both teams off of a bye, the Raiders having, you know, really good man coverage beaters in, in Devontae Adams and, and Jacoby Myers. Um, you know, I, I, just, I just don't see how you can lay the points of the Vikings. And, in fact, uh, I, I think the Raiders are live to win this game outright, frankly. All right, Eric, uh, you live in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I've been betting on the Falcons recently. I don't know if I can do it in this game until I say maybe we get more injury information later in the week, but where are you at right now? Falcons down to a one-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Bucks on Sunday, and like basically like Falcons win this game. Tampa's basically eliminated. Atlanta will have the, uh, will have the head-to-head sweep. Total 39-and-a-half. Anything for you at this point in the week, thoughts on or bets on the Falcons and the Bucks? Yeah, I think I, mean, yeah, I think you got to tease the Bucks um, with the total kind of below forty, or at least it was the last time I checked. Uh, you know, a, a secondary with Atlanta where you have a concussion to AJ Terrell, he was probably going to be one of the players that could at least stop Mike Evans, who's you know got the fountain of youth. Uh, you know, they have Godwin as well, who I know hasn't been featured as much, uh, and the linebackers for Atlanta. To me, uh, you know, the running backs out of the backfield for Tampa Bay have actually been a good surprise, uh, given what happened last year. So I, I think Tampa Bay matches up on that side of the ball well, and I think we'll keep it close. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Tampa or nothing for me, and like the, I, a good play as a teaser. I, you know, Atlanta's played basically teasable games, and it, they've been the one teaser like this actually hit basically every single year, no matter the number. So uh, it, to me, it's, it's bucks or nothing. Yeah, like the Saints have been really just these NFC South teams that play these like 40 total games have been have been really good. Some of the some of the AFC South teams, too. Uh, Eric, we haven't talked a lot about Ravens Rams this week, but we were kind of talking about the Vikings a couple games ago. Right. We talked about Atlanta there. These teams that are kind of like sniffing around either the, the four spot for a bad division winner, but really like a wild card spot. Some bad teams are probably going to make the playoffs in the NFC this year. And the Rams have a shot. But look like they're going on the road to play the Ra- rested Ravens team. Ravens seven, seven and a half point home favorite total 40. Uh, do you think the Rams can kind of be a, a feisty dog in this game, think they have a chance to pull an upset. Uh, what do you make of this game? Well, I think weather will play a factor, and I know people immediately rush to a running team like the Ravens and say, well, weather's to their advantage, but not laying seven. <laughs> so I, I think uh, that, that condenses the game a little bit. I, I don't necessarily know if I tease Baltimore down to you know minus one or something like that just because I think both Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford are – are kind of variance kings, especially Stafford, who's kind of completion percentage near 60%, uh, but high yards per attempt. Um, I think the, you know this is a this is one where you know if you this is a rare one where if you like the point spread with with the Rams, I do think you have to sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well because I do think the Rams uh, this game could get away from them, and that's you know the kind of team the Ravens have been uh, against NFC opponents. When you look at the the Lions game uh, as well as the Seahawks game, but. I also think the Rams have some of the goods to win this football game. So 
uh, it's a weird one where I, I, you know, I like Rams, and I might even just, I might even just, you know, take them to win outright. Eric, let's close with this. Any game, any bet that we have not yet discussed for Week 14 in the NFL, and about 30 seconds to wrap. Anything else that you like for our listeners and viewers? Yeah, I'm gonna go to the well here. Chargers were a, a slam dunk under last week. I think they're a slam dunk under this week. I don't know why their totals are in the 40s. I don't think that they burned it at all. Uh, and, and Russell Wilson uh, has not has thrown for 200 yards once in the last like two months. So uh, I, I think it's I think that game under 44, 43 and a half. Uh, in Chargers versus Broncos is a good play. Eric is the absolute best. Great analysis. We sincerely appreciate it. And look, flattery will get you everywhere. Great article by the folks at Barrett Sports Media on the show this week. We encourage people to check that out at BSM Staff on Twitter. I retweeted it as well. Eric is on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Sumer Sports, the Sumer Sports football show. My friend, we appreciate you. Good luck with the bets this weekend. Enjoy the games, and we'll catch up with you next week. Nick, Ken, thanks. Have a good one. Our pal Eric Eager joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Always love when people gas up us and the show. (laughs) Tell me more about me. (laughs) Yes, please please do. That's key to our hearts. Mine, at least, for sure. On the other side, we'll bring you more line movement for Week 14. We'll talk about Josh Dobbs and the Vikings on the road in Vegas. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Dobbs, too hot, and on the deflection and interception by Brisker. It was off the hands of Addison, and Brisker is there for the takeaway. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. God, doesn't it feel... <laughs> Tyler, it's so right. On our on uh, my, my our collab bet with Tyler a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football, the, the Jordan Addison receiving yards over, just an absolutely cursed bet. Uh, I feel like my primetime props have been pretty cursed recently. The Christian Kirk injury on Monday night. Yeah, can't, can't wait to see who I'm going to put the whammy on tomorrow night, Thursday night with the Steelers and the Patriots. Uh, so anyway, uh, that Josh Dobbs game can a couple weeks ago on Monday night was so bad that after Dobbs is, is Josh Dobbs comeback player? Should we be betting Josh Dobbs for MVP? No. How about presidents of the United States? How about that? Probably a better candidate than anybody else. Uh, so the Josh, the Josh Dobbs experience uh, took a uh, dramatic twist in that Monday night game against the Chicago Bears, where Dobbs was so bad that the thought might be they're going to bench him coming out of the bye for Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall. Uh, and that wasn't speculation. Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell said we're going to evaluate the quarterback position now. Listen, like we we told you over the course of the last week plus, not that we had to be right, just like felt like it was pretty obvious. Dobbs was going was gonna to play coming out of the bye. He had been too good. The, the options behind him aren't that great. He's earned the opportunity to have, like, have, have a bad game and keep going here. Now, if he plays bad on Sunday and throws four picks, I'm sure they'll bench him at that point. But I just fe- always felt like Dobbs was going to start, and uh, he will be starting for this game, Ken. And Justin Jefferson gets a full practice in on Wednesday. Jefferson going to be back for the Vikings on Monday night. On the road at Antonio Pierce, Devontae Adams and the Las Vegas Raiders. Guys, let's bring the music up here, do a little bit more, move for Week 14 in the NFL. Has the uh, has the cider total budged at all here? The Vikings and the Raiders on Sunday in Vegas. I, you know what's so funny is I was going to say, like, well, no, because we all knew this was going to happen. 
we kind of when we knew Boyle wasn't going to start for the Jets, and yet it's like with Zach Wilson, oh my God, like everyone like pushing everybody out of the way to bet the Jets. So sometimes you just never know uh, which way the markets are going to go. Trying to time it's uh, can be a fool's errand sometimes. Vikings are holding as a three point road favorite in the game. It's three literally everywhere. I I don't even know if I could hazard a guess if it was going to come off three, what direction it would go. I guess it would probably go towards Minnesota just on like the bullishness of Jefferson being back and what that means for the Vikings offense. Um, but I've Every time we've talked about this game, I'm kind of like, yeah, I think it's kind of the right number in the game. Like, it's a, they should probably be about three on the road. Um, and we'll see kind of what impact Jefferson has in this first game back. The total has stayed very stable the entire week. Open 40. Now it's either 40 or 40 and a half. Um, so not a lot going on here. Like, big news announcement. Um, but in terms of impact in the betting market, not so much here. All right. So that's the Vikings and the Raiders. I think I agree with what Eric said in the last segment, and like Pizzola kind of alluded to this earlier. I think at a full three, I'd be apt like two and two and a half. I think like I would only look at Minnesota, but getting three, I think I think the Raiders would be the side that I would like in the game. I don't really see it as like a great betting opportunity either way. Just want to give my opinion on uh, that particular sporting event happening this Sunday from the uh, from the Sin City. Ken, let's move on here and hit a couple weather games. Is there anything out there in like and I think it's like Cincinnati and Chicago and Cleveland and Baltimore. Anything happening weather-wise here? You know, meteorologically, 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 meteorologically. Oh boy, it is. But I, I feel like we're not. I feel like we're not sticking the landing here. Tyler Morales is with us. Tyler, how do you pronounce that word? No, no, we're doing that thing where we can't hear Tyler again. It's actually the silence was actually very funny. How do you how do you pronounce that word? Uh, Jake, Jake the Snake Asan is with us. Jake, how do you pronounce that word? I'm going to go with meteorologically. Oh, that I was think pretty good. The closest. I think that was. The, I think that was the closest. That was like really good. I couldn't do that. That was not bad. That was not bad. Yeah. Meteor. So medi- meteor. Me- meteorologically. Meteorologically. Oh boy. <laughs> I had to like. I had to like. I had to clench some muscles to do that. I had to like really like focus. That was tough. That was a tough. Oh one. man. Oh, by the way, I didn't do the thing that I normally do in this segment. Uh, this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. If you're interested in more media, media, meteorological, media, meteorological things, you can check out twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the show, the power hour of the show. Honestly, it's the best like two minutes of the show we've done all, all yeah, week. Possible. Meteorologically. meteorologically, it is. Uh, yeah. uh, how about this? Ken, what about the weather on Sunday? In the mm, what about clouds? Let's draw a happy little sun. Uh, there were possibly going to be a number of games this week impacted by inclement weather and uh you know for like i think most people who watch football understand like the impact that wind rain snow etc can have in a game well that also applies to the betting markets right if, if at the start of the week it looks like there's going to be a particularly negative forecast for a particular city plays outdoors you're going to see the total drop in that game people are going to bet the under and uh and that can, that even continues as you get late in the week and then you know we're watching the pregame shows on sunday and you'll have the reporter out there with the microphone and there's snow blowing all around like oh you can't even see anything down here whatever and you'll see the totals like really start to crash in those situations well it starts early in the week with with bad forecasts except the problem with bad forecasts is that they can be wrong when it's six days in advance and we talked about this on monday and tuesday and i have literally said on the show i go look we have weather games we could talk about but i don't want to do that until later in the week until we know more about the forecasts because these things are becoming unclear i guess is, is how i would put it we have the potential to have some wind in cincinnati and in cleveland and maybe in chicago but like it's kind of 
un, it's unclear what that's going to be like. It's not some locked in super blizzard or something, some nor'easter or whatever that's going to hit these cities. It's, you know, 15 to 20 miles per hour. And okay, originally we thought maybe there'd be snow. It's going to be really warm in a bunch of these games. It's now going to, the forecast for a lot of these games is like 40, 45, 50 degrees in December, which is pretty outrageous. And again, that can change too. Just like this idea of this locked in, very, very impacted weather game has kind of, it's gone away basically. And now we're just, we're left with, yeah, we'll see what the weather's like. Could be bad, could not be bad. And you've seen that in the market. So at, at first, there's that rush to bet the under, right? Oh, might be bad weather, might be wet. Got, got to bet the under in all these games. I mean, we saw the, the total in the Cincinnati-Indianapolis game was just like plummeting. And and this was a game where I think Nick and I both expected there to be a lot of points. That total is getting bet down a lot. The Chicago total is getting bet down a lot. The Cleveland total, I thought was going to close like 27 if we were going to have really negative uh, weather in that game. A couple other totals getting bet down as well. Now, kind of today... The projection, the outlook for the weather improves a little bit. Uh, maybe it's bad. Maybe not. And what do you think you see happen in the bet? Whoops. Now you see the over just get come back on hard in, in like a lot of these situations where like the Colts Bengals total is the, the, the perfect example of this open 42 and a half 43 and now you've actually just seen like a lot of interest in the up to a key number of 44 in that game so it's like yeah because it's going to be like 50 degrees and kind of rainy and maybe have some wind oh by the way every colts game goes over oh by the way did you watch watch jake browning on monday night and so you i think you've seen people who might have been reticent about like oh like i I don't know if i'm going to come in and play that over i'm not going to play that back now now like we're right back kind of where we started in a bunch of these so for example uh bears lions opened 44 went down about three three and a half points now it's back up near 44 again 43 and a half 44 bengals i just told you about now that's up to 44 um browns jags is a lower total but you have to also remember that there is like quarterback uncertainty in that game where i think maybe there is like the slightest bit of optimism that trevor lawrence is going to play but it's also very likely to be cj bethard and it's maybe joe flacco and you might have wind anyway. So like the quarterback uncertainty plus the weather is going to kind of hold that total down a little bit more than in the other games that we're talking about. So this is going to have to be a continuing kind of updating situation that we do on the show on Friday, especially on Sunday when we, you know, actually can like look outside and know what's going on uh, without the help of meteorological aids. And so, uh, you know, that's that's just it's going to be unclear. We're not really going to know. But I would say it's at least a little more kind of like glass half full for normal football this weekend uh, than it was a couple days ago. You better you bet with Nick and Ken line moving for week 14 in the NFL only on stadium for a couple more minutes. If you're watching on stadium, uh, you got to check out the final hour of the show. We'll give you all our bets for tonight. Twitch.tv backslash uh, BetQL. I'll hit you with another game, Ken, but just like to play off what Pozzola said when he was on with us in the second hour of the show today. We had a bunch of guests on, so we haven't gotten the chance to talk about it. And I'm sure you agree with him based off the conversation we had about this game yesterday. But, like, he's right, right? Like, best-case scenario, Lawrence is announced that he, it's announced that Lawrence is going to play the Jaguars, get bet, and we bet the Browns, like, at a number under three or better money line price. Do you, do you agree with that? Like, I, I'm actually kind of, like, salivating for that potential outcome also. Yeah, like, so the, the market's uh, very, very heavily juiced three toward Cleveland. Like, there aren't even even three minus 110s. They don't even exist right now in this game. It's all just three juiced toward Cleveland. If they said he was going to play, it probably gets you to two and a half. But I might not get you I mean, anywhere past that. Yeah, um, but that's okay, though, right? 
Yeah. Did you, then you I, went on three with I, Cleveland. I'm just trying to be like, am I sure it even gets you to? Two? I guess it gets you to two and a half because it's Lawrence, even if he's going to be ten percent in the game or something like that. I I agree that that I think that creates a potential betting opportunity uh, on Cleveland. Obviously, like want to know what the price gets to, and that, and then figure it out. It would cause a price drop. I just, I don't know how big the drop would be because it's, it's obviously very highly publicized that he's like not even remotely close to a hundred percent. And so it's one of those classic gray areas where like you get a reaction, but like is it really significant? I guess it would go to two and a half in that situation. And then, yeah, maybe maybe it would be bet Cleveland. It definitely wouldn't be bet Jacksonville at a low price. Um, yeah, like I, I know he was really big on it. I'm I'm like pretty into it just like would want to see what the exact pricing is before i would say like for sure i'd click the button anything else stand out to you on the board here that's worth reporting here line movement for week 14 uh just like a couple games that have teaser potential but maybe not and you know we talk about teasers as we get later in the year i'm sure people that listen to the show watch the show all the time have noticed we talk about teasers more like traditional six-point teasers uh, as we get later in the year, and I've said on the show a couple of times, because we usually have a much better idea of like team quality and what teams are and what types of games they tend to play and whether the totals in their games are accurate. And if it's like a really like a rock solid point spread in total and everyone kind of agrees with it, then I want to tease away from that. Like if we have a really good idea about what teams are, um, then, I, then I would like to tease in those games as opposed to like games that Tim Boyle is starting where we have no idea what that's going to be. Um, so Tampa and Atlanta had been a game that we had focused on as like our favorite teaser like this week in about half of the sports books that are dealing this game those teasers have gone away and and atlanta is a one point favorite in those games so only in about half the available sports books can you even tease that game anymore i mean like i don't know where we're going but i like that teaser enough like i'd find a one and a half right now and in terms of what to pair it with you can go in a couple different directions of the available numbers currently my favorite would be denver for sure um even if it's like oh well i'm three on that site like tease to nine then just to get the tampa teaser leg and i would still like denver teaser leg at that number buffalo isn't bad either but i think that's going to be around for a while all right if you want to check out the final hour of the show if you're watching on stadium right now i would recommend doing so we'll have a great conversation with rick camp coming up to start the hour giving us nba bets for tonight then we'll give you all of our bets for tonight twitch.tv backslash betql twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour the power hour of you better you bet on a Wednesday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus